0: Talk radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man.
1: Okay. having a great final. Good as they party with be Darren McCarty comes back to name on in front of him. McCarty draws. McCarty in. McCarty! September 30th, 2019. I am Bruce Battaglia of the North Side.
2: At the end of September already?
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm James. Cole. Thank God. It's kind of a it's kind of a nothing month. It's one of those months, you know. I, I, I don't mind September, but it's not great. Hockey's beginning, baseball's ending, but I prefer October. Oh yeah, yeah. Fire me up. Yeah. Good thing my uh, baseball team's going to make the playoffs for sure. Hmm. Not. Whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what are you going to do? Can't win all the World Series. No. You know? you know, I think it's fair. We won last year. We don't even get a fucking shot this year. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I don't care. Yeah. No big deal. We, uh... That team needs an overhaul anyway, so... Well, oh, A little bit. You fired your president? And general manager. Ooh. Same guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not really into that, but that's okay. Whatever. Okay. What are you going to do? Yeah. I wouldn't say he's done an amazing job, but I would blame the ownership more so for, uh... For his issues, So time for change. Apparently, yeah. That's what ownership says, anyway. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah.
2: Well. Yeah. Not much.
1: No. Uh, speaking of ownership, you and I own a fantasy football, uh, fantasy hockey, hockey team. Yeah. League. We don't yeah. own a team. We own separate teams. True. We had our draft last night. How'd your draft go? Good. How'd you oh, feel about your draft? It's
2: pretty happy. I had the, I had the first overall pick. Technically, I That's guess. True, you did. So, it's pretty cool. Took uh, took our boy Jack Eichel. You know. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, he was the best, I would say the best non-capped player. I thought so. So, I mean... He he I, I'm going to be it. honest with you, I didn't think you were going to take him, because I, I know you don't really care for Jack Eichel that no, I much. Don't. But uh, I think that's going to change this year. It might. When he probably gets like 90 to 95 points for you.
2: Okay, so, I can I, I, I live with that, so yeah. if that's the case. Yeah, like,
1: like I feel like most years, if I told you Jack Eichel's going to get 90, 95 points, he'd be like, uh, No. But this year you're willing to accept it because it does affect your fantasy team. I'm on board. <laughs> you <laughs> like hearing that kind of That's stuff. A yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just looking at your team. Your team turned out pretty good. You got uh, Timo Meyer in there. You got you got that Meyer. Mm. You got that Nida. Nieder. Nida bruh. Yeah. You got that Keller. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, you young got, young yeah, team.
1: You got a, yeah, a decent team there. You um your blue line might be uh, interesting.
2: You know what? I I, I found <laughs> last year with my. Uh, with my fantasy team, um, aside you from you have four defense, you do okay. Yeah, aside from Riley, who I, I you know hung on to diligently all season, everybody else came and went. So I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I see the defense as a revolving door.
1: I have always had the opposite strategy in our league. I tend to just pick defensemen I know I can count on, and then I don't have to worry about it so much. Okay. Last year I did make some trades, but they were trades that I feel made my blue line better. Not necessarily like trying to shake things up or whatever, or try something different. So that all worked out for me last year. But. I,
2: I already picked another defenseman up today, so uh, it's, oh, you it's, did? Yes, Mister Shattenkirk. Yeah, Mister oh.
1: Shattenkirk. I, uh, I'm probably gonna be hitting the waiver wire later today too, as John Gibson is day to day, so I'm gonna put Ooh. him on my uh, my LTIR plus. There you go, and pick up Corey Crawford or something. Yeah, why not? Whatever. Yeah, quick, maybe I don't know. Something. sure. It's weird. I was talking about this later. I don't know if like you were there it's weird to look at like some of the players that don't get drafted some years. Cause it's like some, lo- some really good players did not get picked. It's just Fantasy, people, people went yeah. a different way, you know what I mean? Like different ways strategically, but like David Krejci didn't get drafted. He had 73 points last year.
2: Yeah. You know? I've thought about him late. Um, yeah. I can't. Remember I almost,
1: th- I almost pulled what I did last year was a and I almost traded up to get a pick for him. But I'm like, ah, whatever.
2: Who was my last forward I took? Uh, Kerfoot, maybe. Yeah, Kerfoot. Yeah, it was, it was between him and Kerfoot. And I, I looked at Kerfoot and I thought, well, this is a guy I can at least toss in either wing, and he's probably still getting me faceoffs. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Reg got uh, Yanni Gord in the last round, which I'm a big fan of. That's a, nice. good, uh, that's a good. That's a good. It's a good fantasy player there. Um, you wanted to talk a little bit uh, this week. The QMJHL mm-hmm. decided to retire Sidney Crosby's jersey. League wide, yeah. Um, so eighty-seven, assuming
2: <laughs> you you would imagine. Um, I yeah. didn't
1: really follow the Ramuski Oceanic in two thousand four. Yeah. Uh, cannot be worn across the QMJHL anymore. Yeah, yeah. Did you have any thoughts on this? Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Um, I I don't I don't mind Jersey retirements, um. The concept, you know, like the the idea of them is fine. Uh, I think we're going to get to a point down the road, down, way down the road, where it's like, oh, we don't have any numbers left to wear. But, you know, cross that bridge when you get there kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I also like the idea that a guy like Ken Danico can have his jersey retired by his team, even mm-hmm. though he was never an all-star. He was you know, just a, a good soldier that spent, you know, 20 years in the same spot and showed up every day for work
1: although i know you said it in the spirit of the conversation i i'm pretty sure ken Danico was an all-star but but regardless
2: all right yeah i i I'll willing we'll to take a take some heat for that from devils fans but oh just 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 to clarify okay uh, i was pretty sure he, he never was okay I don't, i'll, I'll I don't, look I don't, into it I while don't you're think talking he was that great but in any case well, a, a different era yeah, no. yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, but you know what I mean. Like you can you can have that guy get his jersey up there next to Martin Burger's and they'll be up there forever and until the end of time. Mm-hmm. One thing I can't stand, okay, and that I think might be the stupidest thing ever adopted by pro sports, is the concept of league-wide retirement. Okay, so. As I'm sure the majority of the people listening know, because if you're listening to this dumb podcast... it's is going to be should, spicy already. You should probably know something about hockey. Wayne Gretzky had his number retired by all of the NHL clubs. Good spirit. I, I, I get the idea of what they were going for. But okay. ultimately, idiotic. Okay. Why can no one ever wear 99 for the San Jose Sharks? Because some guy 30 years ago broke some records. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's travel back 40 years before Gretzky. A little guy named uh, Maurice Richard shows up, breaks all these records. No one's retiring nine league-wide for Richard. And he essentially did what Gretzky did, just in a different era, a different time, and yet there's no discussion about him having his number retired league-wide, mostly because other guys wore the number and also had some you know, career achievements in, in different markets. So it makes it difficult. And I can sympathize the fact that not only did Gretzky, as well as Crosby, wear unique numbers that, you know, weren't overly popular. I don't think that's a reason to allow that number to be retired, simply because, well, no one else was wearing it at the time. Mm -hmm. If you look at all of pro sports in North America, we've got... Jackie Robinson in baseball, Wayne Gretzky, and now Sidney Crosby in the QMJHL, a a league in which he played all of two seasons. Ramouski Oceanic, do your thing, retire the number. I don't understand why the league did it. I don't understand why leagues do it at all. Mm-hmm. I I almost don't even like Jackie Robinson having oh, it in baseball. Oh, here we go. I'm I'm at that. I see. I again. I can. It's one of those things. I can see why. You did it, but still a stupid concept. Because if Jackie Robinson ended up wearing number two when he played baseball, no one's retiring two league-wide for Jackie Robinson. It's because he wore a weird number, like these other guys that wore weird numbers, and had them retired.
1: I would say there are more people in the MLB that wear numbers beginning with the number four, like in
2: 40s, than people who wear single-digit jerseys. Currently, yes. In the 1940s, no. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. They wear these numbers
1: because... That's, all it's the... got nothing to do with it being a weird number for Jackie Robinson.
2: Well, it, it, what is is the argument I'm making not fair? If, if he were number two, would we... No, I completely disagree with you. I don't think the number mean It doesn't matter the number. The number is just a symbol.
1: It symbolizes what he did. I don't know about that. You might want to read a little bit about Jackie Robinson, then.
2: Oh, I know quite a bit about Jackie Robinson. It doesn't Robinson. sound like you really do. Well. That's a pretty big thing that he did. Oh, definitely. And I don't disagree. Now, is it any bigger than what Willie O'Ree did in hockey? Uh, not necessarily. But I'm not saying we shouldn't
1: retire Willie O'Ree's number, either. I'm just saying, like, I agree with you for Gretzky. I don't care. is a stupid number. No one should have ever worn it. Like, it's a stupid fucking number. Yeah. But... I don't know, like, it's just, to me, uh, Jackie Robinson changed the game. And I have a hard time arguing or believing that Wayne Gretzky changed the game very much. I I really don't think he changed the actual sport that much, you know?
2: I think there's a decent argument there.
1: But not to the way that Jackie Robinson did. Sure. Because if Jackie Robinson didn't do what he did, I think... North America is vastly different, let alone, you know, the ma- major league baseball. Like I think that changed society. Sure. Whereas Wayne Gretzky had no effect outside of hockey very much. Sure. sure. Like you know, you've, you've obviously like had tons and millions and millions of fans and everything like that. But
2: so the the better argument you know, may be there to retire forty two across every sports league.
1: I wouldn't even hate that. Okay. But I, I think. I, I and I think... could live with
2: that more so than I could live with yeah. these individual leagues. The the point it.
1: that you're making, as far as I can understand, is these people have no idea what they're doing and probably shouldn't so hastily retire all these things.
2: No, it's it's more just that league wide retirements make no sense. Okay, that's all. They're stupid. Okay, that's 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 basically where I'm coming down on the, the the subject. You know, Sidney Crosby never played for. The Gatineau Olympics. Why can't anyone wear '87 there ever again? You know, the Olympics. How come all these kids coming to the league that are born in '99 can't wear their birth year like McDavid or Crosby or Yager or Lemieux? Yeah, no. that opportunity was taken away from them by some guy that played 30 years ago. Thanks, Wayne.
1: I like how you just said Yager was born in 1968. <laughs> he was. Make him 51.
2: Yeah, is he 51? No. no? All right all
1: right <laughs> yeah I, no i thought that was actually like a jab at Yager there yeah i don't know i i, I agree with you like i i really i don't I i don't care if they want I, it doesn't bother <laughs> me at all though i like i don't care you know yeah what year was he born 72 yeah i mean it's close it's just like yeah. you know to make him sound a few years older it was just <laughs> kind of funny you know like josh hosang war you know he was born in 1966 exactly do you know how time works james yeah yeah, uh, I don't know, yeah, I I, I don't, I, I think Jackie Robinson fair, I, I don't really care about, I mean, uh, I don't consider Wayne Gretzky to be the best NHL player of all time anyway, so it's not even fair for me to really evaluate Wayne Gretzky that much, but um, but yeah, I don't know, I have no problem with Gretzky's number being retired, I really don't have a problem with Crosby's either, at least at the Q level, Yeah, uh, I would have an issue at the NHL level for sure, unless he gets 200 points for the next seven seasons. So, yeah, yeah,
2: I don't know. Some I don't care. Some some kid spent four years playing, five years playing for the uh, Oceanic, and you know probably has uh, the record for yeah. games. And you know he'll, his number is never going to be retired by the team, let alone the league. Sure. And uh, we gotta we gotta deal with this. And it's mm-hmm. not it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a shot against Crosby. It wasn't. You know, this isn't like him being like, oh, this is what I wanted. Um, I just I just think the whole concept is dumb. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's yeah, my, you're not that's wrong. my two cents. Yeah. He he didn't really do much more for uh, the Q than uh, Jean Bellevaux did back in the 70s and no one's retired number 4 league wide. So I I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at. Did he play in the Q? Uh, I, don't know. I just kind of made, made an assumption on that one, but you know what I mean like I'm sure there've been people that have contributed more yeah, yeah. to the league. No,
1: like I'm not I'm not even fact checking you on this. I'm just like actually like at, like he wouldn't he wouldn't have played in the Q, right? Bellavo? Probably not. Because they bought his junior team, and then he would have had to go straight to Montreal, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say Sidney Crosby contributed a little bit more to the queue than Jean Beliveau did. My apologies to the but... Believers. <laughs> apologies to the Crosby's more like it, actually. But yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. I, I thought you were really gonna you, know, you were really gonna fire off on that one, but that that's fine. And this might create a little more uh, of a fire off reaction, though, for some people. Uh, Austin Matthews got himself into a little bit of uh, of of uh, trouble hot this water. summer. A little bit of hot water. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard, first off, where you been? Uh, but secondly, um, it's it's admittedly blown out of proportion because of who he is and what he represents. But it is significant nonetheless. I would say. In that, Austin Matthews was arrested for, not arrested, sorry, charged with disorderly conduct this summer uh, in Arizona. Uh, he was not actually detained or anything like that, but he does face charges. Um, essentially, the incident stemmed from a night where Matthews and his friends were out. They were walking back to his condo. Um, they saw a security guard sitting in her vehicle filing or doing paperwork, and they decided it would be funny to all three of them try to get into the passenger seat of said vehicle with her. Now, Admittedly, I understand the spirit of the joke, because when I pictured them doing that, it kind of seems funny. But then you have to consider there is one female security guard by herself at 1 o'clock in the morning. Security guards aren't, like, robots. Like, they get scared, too. They have reactions as well. And so, of course, the probably unarmed security guard, I have no idea... Uh, was probably oh, scared in shitless. Arizona?
2: Everyone's got a gun. Uh,
1: true. But it's was probably scared shitless when this happened. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what the hell's going on. All you know is one, at least one, maybe three guys, uh, six foot three, 225 pounds, trying to get into your vehicle. Yeah, it's a little alarming. So, it, there's nothing real funny about that. When the officer confronted Matthews, he was very disrespectful in the way that he treated her, and uh, essentially... Uh, Pulled his pants down and walked with his underwear, uh, nothing but his underwear on and his pants around his ankles. Uh, Then went back to his apartment and went to sleep because he was tired. As one does. Yes. Um, I mean, stupid. Like, I can't really condone it at all. Because I don't think anyone really should do something like that. Let alone one of the best players in the National Hockey League. Um, I like to think he's a smart enough dude that understands that he shouldn't be doing that type of thing. But part of me does wonder if he kind of gets the off-ice aspect of what he symbolizes anymore. Part of me. I'm not losing any faith, really, in the dude here, but it is a little concerning. Um, blown out of proportion, for sure. The thing that bugs me the most about it Well, I mean, the thing that bugs me the most is what he did, but, like, the thing that bothers me other than that is his his belief that it was not immediately of interest to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I don't think I would have gone on the phone the next day and been like, hey, this happened last night. You can give it a few days, but, you know, your general manager shouldn't be finding out about it in the middle of training camp because of Twitter. And... You know, that's another thing that he can grow from from this whole experience. But I don't know why, at least in his line of work, that he wouldn't think that his employer would want to know about something like that. Yeah, I, it's,
2: well, I I I have a I'm I'm kind of torn on the subject uh, for a few different reasons. I mean, we, we live in a first off, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we live in a in a in an, in an age where it's almost impossible to keep anything from anyone. <laughs> um, and that's... True. Like, And that's for, like, the average person, not, like, an NHL superstar playing in the biggest market in the sport. Yeah.
1: So part of me... The best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah, you mean? Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, part of me doesn't wonder if the Leafs and Matthews were in the process of trying to make this go away. They couldn't... Now we're going to play the we never knew about it so that they don't look as a franchise as bad as the kid does because I I have a hard time believing we got from May to September and nobody made a comment. Nobody posted something on social media. Uh, none of the fellow buddies of Matthews that were out with him, you know, like they stayed silent all Like, I don't know. I have a really hard time believing that this got all the way to when it did, and then Kyle Dubas found out. I think it's a smart strategy, if that they already knew about it, and this was something that they were trying to help them out with, to not get too involved, and this may have been the easiest way to cover their own interests. But I don't really buy it. That's that's all. That's where I kind of come down on on that part of the, the issue and, uh, as a whole. And if, and if he did get that far without his employers knowing... First off, congratulations because that's almost impossible. And second off, uh, don't ever do that again because it might be the stupidest thing you could do. So, um, yeah, I, I just I, I see it as a very unlikely uh, possibility, and if uh, one that if it did happen, that it uh, obviously shouldn't have and is outrageous.
1: Well, you you don't believe that what happened, just that the Leafs didn't know about it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant you don't believe that the incident happened. Oh, no, no. Like, oh, yeah, there's... there's video. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, it's... It's... It, it's Whatever it is, it, it doesn't really matter to me too much. Like, I, I would just hope that he had told someone. I don't really care if the Leafs are being transparent about it or not, but... Because uh, the, the Leafs are not the one on trial here, but... Um, you know, well, neither is Austin Matthews, technically. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, I, 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 the one thing I think is going to be interesting is to see what happens here with the captaincy because there's been a lot of discussion about that, and you know I'm interested to see how they handle it. If they choose to go with Matthews, you know, then that is what it is. I don't really think that they need to explain themselves on that. It's a hockey decision, and that's it's really just that. Um, if they do go with Tavares, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they clarify everything to make it apparent to everyone that they were always going with Tavares and that this isn't them backpedaling. Because I think if they choose to not give him the captaincy and give it to someone else as a result of this, I think it's a big mistake. Uh, The the best thing that they can do is if they don't want to give it to him now, then don't give it to anyone right now. But don't make a knee-jerk reaction and go to someone else just because you're disappointed at what your number one choice did recently. It's just a short-sighted decision, I think. Hmm. So... If you were going to give it to him, I think you still give it to him, and you know it doesn't look great. But what are you supposed to like? It's you're not out there to to for the optics of everything. You're out there to try to win hockey games, and you know if you weren't going to go with them, I think it's just imperative that they uh, make it clear why they're going with someone else, and and that it wasn't a knee jerk reaction to the Austin. Music. Yeah,
2: no, definitely. Like if I was. Because there
1: was reports this week, anyway. Like I should, I should mention what I'm speaking to right. That Elliot Friedman had reported. Reported it was Elliot Friedman or Pierre LeBrun had reported that um, that he expects Tavares to be named captain over the next couple of days, and that Tavares was always going to be the captain, and that the Matthews rumors were always false. And you know, it, it is what
2: it is. If yeah, like if I'm if I'm John Tavares, and if I don't already know what my team is thinking and this all happens and then I get a call hey, we're thinking about this or we want to do this well, I might have a few questions of my own because if I'm John Tavares I'm looking at this and going am I really your number one pick? because if I'm not, don't you know, patronize me and, and give me the the C because you're mad at the other. Night. Oh yeah, I wouldn't want to get it that you know, way. Either. I'd That's not I'd, right. I'd turn it down in a heartbeat. It's just
1: not a it's not a sound decision, right? Like, yeah. be confident in what you're doing. And if you think Matthew's still the guy, you know, do do you see him learning from this experience, or do you think this is an isolated incident? And or sorry, do you think it's a trend, or is it an isolated incident? If it's a trend and you and you're worried about him off the ice. Fair enough. Don't name him Captain. Maybe you didn't know him as well as you thought you did. If you think that this was him doing what every single other guy does during the summer, which is go out and drink with his buddies and do stupid shit, uh, and then maybe just taking something a little too far, and and he's going to learn from it and and better himself, then you should still be naming him Captain. You Mm. shouldn't be worried about the short-term reaction of people outside the organization uh, over something that probably is going to go away over time
2: yeah and that's that's something else that i I don't know if enough people have put thought into is um i've read some books from former NHL leaders um you know captains of teams they played on and it's surprising when you read some of the things that these guys in the 80s no less got up to and did when they were captain of the team never mind just the 21 year old kid the captain Um, because some of them should be in jail because it was the eighties. Um, but then, yeah, it was the eighties. So no one found out at the time and it was not a problem, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Um, if I was, if I was away for school from September till April and I had turned, of legal drinking age while I was away. I'm probably going out with the boys when I get back. And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying that's an excuse. It's it's no reason to do what no, you not, did. No, not at all, but but I think we've all done stupid shit when we were yeah, in our just, early 20s. He needs to learn how
1: how to he just needs to learn how to behave a little bit better. It's that's, that's really all it is. And apparently and,
2: or lay um, off the tequila.
1: Understand? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> or just don't try to scare the shit out of poor innocent women kind of thing, but all right. Um yeah, no. I don't know. It's it's definitely disappointing, but um, at the end of the day, I, I I'd be lying if I said I, I really cared about this yeah. that much. No, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me. I mean, like at the end of the day, uh, Claude Giroux was an idiot five summers ago and uh, got himself into the same type of trouble, and you know, he's the captain of a team and
2: does a very very good job at it too. If, so if Ryan O'Reilly can regain his uh, yeah. you know reputation in <laughs> the league, I'm I'm sure Austin Matthews can too.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, Dustin Dust Bufflin, too, right? Like, Dustin Bufflin had an, an, an incident a few summers ago, too. Like, all these guys m- make a mistake. Yeah. Well, hmm. Hmm. I don't know if anyone's uh. really forgiven him yet. Okay. But, uh. Yeah. Same with Evander.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, but, uh, the Canes are not maybe the models. Oh, wow. We were talking about a
1: lot of guys I have on my fantasy team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, between you and Christ. I, I think we have all the those oh, guys. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what happened? Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> move on. A lot, of, a lot of restricted free agents signed. Uh, it's about time. Thought everyone's going to have their sweet, sweet boys to start training camp, other than the Dallas Stars will be minus Julius Honka. Mm. is the only remaining restricted free agent, and if you have not been following that situation, he will not be signing a contract with them. So uh, it, it's kind of interesting. Um, Braden Point. Braden Point. Three years, 6.75 per year.
2: Fuck the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> <laughs> How do they do it? Yeah. How do they do this? Yeah. How do they talk this kid into that contract?
1: There is one very small aspect that I haven't heard anyone mention that I think, you know, it doesn't make the deal quite as insane, but it's still pretty insane, is that, you know, he he it's very possible he is a write-off for this year uh, to play the way he did last year because he, he isn't going to be skating for a while. Um, once he gets back, he will have missed the f- start of the year, which we all know is very crucial to the way your season tends to go. Um, you know, and there's a very good chance he's back to being in Braden Point by Christmas, but there is a little bit of a gamble that he's not. So the first year of this deal actually might be an overpayment, but... He's a good player and should be back to being Braden Point and is probably worth more than six point seven five.
2: So. Yeah, again, I just I don't understand how you, as Braden Point or Braden Point's agent, <laughs> allows this to happen. Yeah, I don't really get it. The only th- argument that I could maybe live with is that the Tap Bay Lightning were able to sell to him the concept of uh, a championship. Yeah, and that would be it. Because in my mind, I can't fathom a scenario in which you would, you know, take such a, a discount to play for the best team in the league, um, unless you were confident enough that this is this team's going to win now. Like in that three years, you better have a cup ring coming out of that contract. Otherwise, I I don't know how that happened. How 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 did that get done? I don't I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I mean. I guess one argument is that, you know, there's a very, very good chance that in three years, uh, I mean, they do have money tied up in a lot of other players still, but there is a very good chance that Braden Point will be the best player on this hockey team in three years, and you know, you're talking about maybe a bigger contract then, and you know, the idea of we need to put ourselves in a position where, you know, you don't go, you don't get jettisoned unnecessarily early. Uh, you know, we want you here in three years, and this is really the way that we can make this sort of future plan work. And maybe he bought into that completely. Like, uh, I don't really know what else. I mean, there was discussion about him being offered an offer sheet uh, by the Montreal Canadiens this summer, and he was not interested in in really even discussing one. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that really speaks to him wanting to be in Tampa Bay or not wanting to go to Montreal, um, or maybe a mixture of both. But, you know, you do kind of have to wonder what it would have taken to get Braden Point away from Tampa Bay. And I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't a team that ponied up for that. And what it sort of says to me, not completely, is that maybe there is a little bit of doubt uh, in in terms of what Braden Point actually is.
2: And that's fair. We're talking about a lot of RFAs here in the next little bit. And these are all guys that they have had success. But there's no, I guess, guarantee. Like, you can never be sure. Um, you, you know, no one has a crystal ball, as Billy Bean likes to put it. We when can't... I know, I know. Yeah.
1: And you say that I
2: know, and you don't. Exactly. You don't. You know, you don't. And so, yeah. Fuck you, Billy. They're, they're... <laughs> I'm not uh, going to fire you.
1: We're doing, we're, doing, uh, we're doing a bonus commentary of that movie. I don't care. Yeah, that's fair. We're doing one.
2: But yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like there's there's an argument there, but I still can't understand. Like that's, that's that's a good argument. If Braden points the first guy through the door, he was one of the last, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of time to look at you know what the competition was making, and this is where they yeah. decided to plant their flag. Yeah, I hope the best for him because I like the kid. I hate the team he's on because they're in my team's division, but that's a separate issue. So.
1: Yeah, something about them I just never—I don't know—I never really get too crazy about them.
2: Yeah, I lost twenty games last year. They're
1: one of those teams I just like. I think that even if they do go and win the cup, it's like, all right, good for you. You kind of deserve it. But I sort of have my doubts they're going to again this year. I—I I don't know why. They might end up being our San Jose, like our new era San Jose of like the Ooh. Sharks of the late two thousands, early twenty tens. Okay. Where they just. There's no reason to indicate that they shouldn't be winning the cup, and they just don't. Mm -hmm. They find a way, and it's never like we should break the team up, but it's always, you know, year after year, they just never got there. Yeah. And, I mean, they got there a few years ago and lost to Pittsburgh, but I would consider the old era of the team to have passed by then. You know, you're not talking about a completely elite Thornton
2: or Marlowe or anything anymore by that point, so... Yeah, you know? and you know what? The Lightning had their shot a few years ago. They got to the finals, and they, they lost. They did too. They lost themselves. And so. honestly,
1: that was a final. I thought that they could have won if they were healthy, but they were unbelievably like battered because of injuries yeah. that year. Like that was
2: brutal. So it's just odd that they haven't been back since. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna get to
1: that in a bit. Um, but then, well, so uh, a scale of one to ten, what would you rank it for the team, not 10. For the player? Okay, uh, Matthew Kachuk signed with the Calgary Flames three years, $7 million per year.
0: Yeah, that's... A,
2: also very good. It's about right in the nose, I think, for a bridge deal for him. That's, that's where I would have had him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You could definitely make a case for a lot more money, but I don't think that... You could also make a case that he is not worth even close to that, too. Like, Kachuk's kind of a weird one. Um, I do think he is an, a very elite... Um, power forward in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's betting on
2: himself here. You know, yeah, um, he's the highest paid guy in the Flames.
1: He reminds me if Milan Lucic could skate.
2: Fair, <laughs> um,
1: might be his line mate this year, Milan Lucic.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree one hundred percent. I think this is another situation where there is a lot of skill here. He's he didn't have the numbers that Point or Rantanen or you know Marner had last year. He had a really good season. He just he didn't get into that ninety threshold. Um, no no he was 77 points last year I think yeah
1: uh, okay sure. uh, so, you yeah. know you're probably right I don't know why I thought he got like
2: at least 80 77 points last year okay yeah. cool um, that's still pretty good no definitely No, great 40, season 40 point guy before that so. yeah so yeah he bets on himself I think 7 million is pretty much right where you want to have that bridge deal if you're sure. the Calgary Flames you can't really argue that It's it's a it's a tough sell um, obviously he could have wanted to, you know, stick it out for the six, seven, eight year contract. And then we'd be looking at maybe, maybe $11 million number next to it. But now,
1: I'm noticing Kachuk resides in Scottsdale, Arizona. Do you think he's buddies with Matthews?
2: I wonder if he was out that night. Maybe he left early cause he was a responsible young Uh, what would you rate it for the team? Uh, eight. Okay.
1: Uh, Patrick Line, a two years, six point seven five per year.
2: Yeah, this is one I I really didn't think was going to get done. I'm not going to lie. Um,
1: I thought if it was going to get done, that they were going that the Jets were going to be the one to cave, not Laine. Yeah, and I I don't think uh, the Jets caved here. I don't think so.
2: No. <laughs> you'll take
1: a forty goal scorer for six point seven five.
2: Well, you, you take what you hope is going to be a 40-goal well, score. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: You're, t- look, you're looking at a guy minimum 30-goal score. Like,
2: Probably. Had a
1: horrendous year last year and got yeah. 30 goals. So,
2: Yeah. Uh, two-year deal, which is kind of the outlier here. Um, everything we've seen has either been a three-year bridge or long-term. And uh, he came in at two years. Um, interesting. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand the thought behind that. Um, to me, if you... If you don't want to be in Winnipeg, you take the one-year deal. Uh, maybe Winnipeg wasn't willing to go that low. But, uh, yeah, two years. We'll see what he does in them because I think that this is going to be a, a pretty make-or-break season for him. Um, and it, it might it might say a lot about him moving forward and not only where he's playing but uh, how much he's making.
1: Okay. So. What would you rank the deal for the Jets?
2: Ooh, you know what? I'm I'm going to say about a six. Just because of the term. It it, it, it leaves a, win- a window of doubt in my mind about, uh, you know, maybe maybe this is a two-year deal so they can flip them. You know, it's easier to flip a two-year deal than it is, you know, pretty much anything else other mm-hmm. than a one-year deal. But I don't know. No, it's, we'll see. This this could age poorly.
1: Yeah. I think it's a 10. I, I think that, you know, the, the, any time that you don't have to commit to an asset that you are not 100% sure about, Uh, I think is a good thing. Um, Which is why I like most of these deals that we're talking about is because it's not a commitment to a guy. Like, I'm not really sold on Braden Point. I'm not really sold on Matt Kachuk. I'm not really sold on Patrick Laine. So, you know, this is a show-me contract, but I think this does open up the possibility that if he has two 40-goal seasons and improves other aspects of his game and, you know, kind of learns to play in that system and commits to Winnipeg, he can make a lot of fucking money from that franchise in two years. So definitely, yeah, I I, I like it a lot. Uh, Kyle Connor, seven years, seven mil. That's a ten to me.
2: Well, now hang on. How come it's a ten for Line A? Because mm-hmm. you're not sold on the Kachucks and the points and whatnot, but you're. you're I'm sold, sold on, on the Kyle commitments Connor. for okay. Well,
1: that's... Kyle Connor is a an elite defensive player and um, I think if you can get 60 points from him per year, especially if the cap does go up, which I hear from at least one insider that it might, James Cole, uh, you know, I, I, I like it. I, I think I think this is the type of player that you want to commit to. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's great, because I think at his worst, uh, he is a 60-point guy that is very good defensively. Uh, reminds me of a... You know, am not, not as good defensively, but he sort of reminds me of Mark Stone a little bit, um, just faster and not as good overall. Hmm. Uh, sort of reminds me of Carlson, William Carlson. Like, he, he is a very, very good two-way player. Um, anytime you can throw a guy like this on your penalty kill and he creates these shorthanded breakaways out of nothing, I, I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff too. So That's fair. I like Kyle Connor. I think he's the kind of guy you want to commit to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. No, it's a great deal. Uh, Winnipeg uh, has long had issues with keeping guys around. Not only uh, the current uh, incarnation of, of the team, but the the one that goes all the way back to the 80s. And free agents didn't want to come there and guys do not want to sign there. So if you can get a guy in a seven-year contract that you know you can kind of work around and and at least you have Kyle Connor, I think that's fantastic for the club because mm-hmm. they, they do have that as a disadvantage uh, against, you know, sunny Florida or... California. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's good for the Jets overall. California
1: love. Um, Miko in six years, nine point seven, nine point two five per year.
2: Yeah, that was uh, that was one I was really interested to see um, because yeah, um, we all know what happened with Marner. I think that those were the two closest guys that you could compare mm-hmm. uh, in the UFA market. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, uh, he comes in a little cheaper. Uh, was it, the, sorry, was it the same length of deal? Yeah. Yeah? So, yeah. All, I mean, you saw of...
1: something in factoring in state tax that it might actually be the exact same
2: contract. Yeah, some, sense. some lunatic on Twitter within five <laughs> minutes already did the math and figured out that... I'm an accountant, at diamond, diamond, and diamond. Yeah, basically, if, if and you know, sorry, if, if Marner lived in Denver, um... His percentage of you know his contract would be 1.4 million dollars less based on taxes, which is the number that Renton got. So, but as interesting as that kind of stuff is, it doesn't affect the salary cap, and that's really all these teams care about at the end of the day. Uh, that's all the players should care about at the end. Of the, well, not all the players should care about, I guess. But um, if if your if your stance is you know I'm not going to take a contract because of, of the tax. Well, then it seems like you have more of a problem about the team that you're playing for uh, and based on where you're living than you do, um, you know, the contract. Because uh, no one's telling you you have to live in Toronto or Montreal or mm. any of these places. So, I don't know. Buy a house somewhere else. Like, figure Yeah, out. I mean,
1: like, if if I'm not considering moving out of the province because of the fucking tax, uh, I don't really think it's fair for someone who makes $10 million to do so. Sure. But
2: that's yeah. fine. Okay.
1: So, let's move on. Sure. Uh, you, you have a little activity planned or something.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we've, uh, as you all know, because you clicked on the link to select this episode, uh, this is our season predictions episode, uh, where we're going to go through all the, guess all the things. I guess that's what I have to name the episode now. All the things we think is going to happen. Uh, well, you don't, I could have just fooled everybody. Sure. Surprise. No, yeah, surprise, it's your season predictions episode. Yeah. Um, Wait, the so... Chief's got a touchdown? Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, good for them. Cool.
2: Um. So yeah. Before we dive into the uh, into the nitty gritty of where we think the teams are going to finish and the nitty gritty about gritty, we're going to talk about uh, some uh, some prop bets. Got some prop bets for you, brutes. You ready? Uh, ready for some for some betting? Yeah. I'm, uh, your... Yeah. I'm
1: just checking my uh, fantasy football team here. You know. Got uh, your
2: uh, got your pocketbook ready.
1: Since we sat down, Kenny Galladay scored two touchdowns and got me 22 points. So I don't know who that is. He's on the lines. It's very good.
2: Fantastic! I'm yes. so happy for you. Yes, thank you.
1: Uh Okay. Yeah. pro Yeah. Uh, okay. Sucking sw- so away. I got a dozen
2: prop bets here. What gonna... do I
1: got to do? Do I got to do anything?
2: I'm going to ask you a question. You're just going to give me either a yes or no, or a number, or your best guess as to as to the you know pertaining to the question. Sure, you will get nothing but my best. Okay. So first first one, uh, over under. I've set the over under at uh, three and a half. Um, fifty goal scorers this season.
1: Uh, three and a half.
2: Yes, that's the over/under.
1: I was gonna take the under immediately, but that's actually not it. A... uh you know what? Let's think optimistic. Let's go over.
0: Right. It'd be fun. All right, he's going over.
1: That's probably under, but whatever. He's going over. Well, I, I just I'm gonna pick what I think I want to have. But... Uh, I go through gut, you know. Yeah. Sure. What are you taking?
2: Um, you know what? That's good. I, I didn't I didn't plan on giving an answer myself, <laughs> but I, I guess there's there's room for that. I, I I'll go over as well. Cool. You know what? Uh, there's no need for us to go opposing here. Let's, I mean, like let's team up.
1: Ovechkin probably. Yeah. A healthy Matthews would would in theory get 50 goals. Yeah. Um, like David might. Hard you to can say. Never, you can never really rule it out.
2: How many guys did last year? Seidel uh, had 50.
1: I think only two. Just two. Drysital and uh, Ovi. I honestly could see Seidel doing it again. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, honestly, he's you know it who's time. another one? I, I like. I like. I, I don't know if he's going to get 50, but I think he's going to have a breakout year, as Brock Besser. Okay. I, I could see Brock Besser getting sure. a lot of goals this year. I'm, I'm down for that. Sure. Yeah. Boozer. Let's
2: do it. Phil the Thrill in the Arizona? Jesus.
1: <laughs> with Nick Schmaltz? That's like 60, 65 <laughs> oh, goals there. Fuck.
2: Breaking records. Could
1: barely score a goal with Sidney Crosby, but... <laughs>
2: Cooking dogs and breaking records. Yeah. Phil Kessel. Okay. Okay. Uh, second question. Hmm. Will we see a coach fired before American yes. Thanksgiving? Ah. <sighs>
1: Hmm. It's more or less. Do I think anyone's on the hot seat going into the year? Uh, who's the coach of the island? Oh yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not happening. Uh, I'm. I'm going to say. I'm going to say no.
2: Hmm. Okay, that kind of answers the next question, which is, uh, do you think we'll see a coach fired before Canadian Thanksgiving? So I take. <laughs> it that, I take <laughs> no. it you'll stick with no. No. Uh, for the record, I went with yes for both. Okay. Yeah. Any uh, thoughts? Well, I hate to be Not this guy. To put I, I hate to say this because I don't want it to happen, but uh, I think if the Jets fall flat, Paul Maurice is out pretty quick. Okay. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Beyond that, um, I don't know. Uh, Blash Hill in Detroit, I guess, is I on, could see it. He's on thin ice. So okay. Yeah. Um, number four. Uh, this is going to be a tricky one. Hot start. Who will be the last NHL team to lose its first regulation game? Who's going to have the best start? Basically. Who's going to who's gonna have the big run? You know, last year Buffalo came out of the gate swinging. I think it was like nine in a row they won uh, before they finally lost. Uh, hmm. Yeah, who's who's going to be the, the 4-0, and the 5-0 and start team? Dallas. Dallas. All right. I like it. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I'm going Colorado for the record.
1: Also makes sense. Thank
2: you.
1: I'm pretty pissed I didn't get Kaelin McCarr. Ooh, that was like the that one was, that I. Uh, I, fucking I think loved. we Kaelin were all on board for Kaelin McCarr. Uh, uh,
2: number five. Will Connor McDavid smile at any point this season? Uh, <laughs> uh yes. Okay. I like it. Happy days in Edmonton. Uh, yeah, well, they might show like a video of a dog or something on the Jumbotron. No, that's fair. I never thought of that. Yeah, but I just assume that happiness goes to Edmonton to die. So. What I will say
1: about Connor McDavid is Connor McDavid seems happier as a kid than Sidney Crosby seemed. And like Edmonton's way worse than Pittsburgh was. Well, well, since the first year yeah. anyway. Oh yeah. The first year in Pittsburgh was not great. Not good. No.
2: But well, you got to play uh, with Mario Lemieux at least.
1: It's true. Yeah. For a bit. Yeah. Ziggy Palfey for, like, five games or whatever. Hey, yeah. Ziggy. Ziggy. Ziggy came and, and got, like, 20 points in 12 games. He's like, oh, I'm going to retire. Hmm. What? <laughs> Come we <again>? need you. <laughs> you are the only winger on the team. Sydney looks over. He's got fucking Tom Kostopoulos. Like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Paul yeah uh, uh,
1: He might have been there. <coughs> <laughs> All right. right. That, that... Is it a time for a quick roster game, perhaps? Oh shit! <laughs> Is it time? in the
2: middle of the prop bets?
1: Yeah. No, I think we got to do it. Two thousand five, two thousand six, Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. So Gosh. you've already you've already named two. You've named your Crosby. You've named your your Mario Lemieux. All I right. guess three. We got Palfi. I'll,
2: I'll take Palfi. Yeah. Um. Fuck eh? Um.
1: Mario Lemieux, twenty six games that year. By the way. Nice. Paul Fee played 42. He got 42 points. That's, that's wild. <laughs> and he retired. That is wild. <laughs> um, Who retires mid-season? No kidding. Well, uh, point per game year. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> that's how bad this team was. Wow.
2: Um. Thomas Serovi?
1: Yes. All right. Didn't even remember he was a
2: player. Colby Armstrong? Yes. All right. You're at five. Thank you. I mean, I, I guess I'll go with Bizonette.
1: No Paul Besson. Oh,
2: no business eh? is Um I'm going to assume the coach was Michelle Terrian. He was one of them. All right. I'll take it.
1: Um he went 14 29 and 8. Hmm. He was the relief coach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's not ideal. It's not good. Uh Brooks Orpic? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um Oof. Oh, uh, uh, Tom Castopolis.
1: Um No way. Yeah, I, I guess I was wrong in assuming that Tom <laughs> Kostopoulos played there that,
2: that that year. That's fair. Uh, he was not on the team. Okay. I could not for the life of me imagine who could have coached that team out of the gate. Okay. Do you have a guess? Uh,
1: Oh, it's actually how it's made. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> just look over at the TV. It was football like 20 seconds ago, and now there's just an episode of How It's Made. Like that's half <laughs> over. They're making fucking safes or something.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell. Is coaching. the
1: Muppets on TV? Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I you surre- don't have to guess.
1: The uh, the head coach was uh, Ed Olchek. Eddie Olchek. Eddie really?
2: Ol- I never knew he coached. Uh,
1: in order... Yeah, not long. In order of points, you missed them. Sergey Gonchar had 58 nah, on the blue line nah, that year. That's fair. Uh, Mark Reckie. Nice. John Leclerc. Wow. Ryan Malone. Huh. Ryan Whitney. Huh. Michelle Ouellette. Rick Jackman had 28 huh. points huh. in 48 games. Wow. Um, <laughs> Joseph Malachar, Eric Christensen, Dick Tarnstrom, uh, Noah Welch. Scuderi played well, for for a while, Andre Waugh, Ryan Vandenbush, Eric Cairns, former Toronto Maple Leaf great Corey Cross played six games, uh, Lyle Odeline, <laughs> uh, your goaltenders were Marc-Andre Fleury, Sebastian Caron, Jocelyn Thibault, and mentioned on last week's podcast, with 21 Minutes, Danny Saburin
2: nice that's a nice little uh, reunion we just had yeah
1: (laughs) he's gonna be our Mike McKenna this season I'm just gonna talk about Danny Sabrin every week wonder what he's doing
2: I can't imagine much
1: you give me my next bet I'm gonna look up Danny All alright
2: another over under here for you I'm gonna set it at two and a half how many of the consensus starting goaltenders will lose their? he still plays hockey (laughs) sure he's on a
1: team in France He's 39. Good for him.
2: Well, yeah, man. Um, That wasn't that long ago. The
1: Dragon de Ruin. Uh,
2: Sounds awful. Of
1: the League Magnus in France.
2: Mm. The Magnum League.
1: Sure. Good for him.
2: Anyway. Uh, Yeah. So, the the over-under, two and a half. For how many of the consensus starting goaltenders... Will lose their job by the end of 2019, oh. and I have a list of the the consensus. If we have a debate, we can, we can we can discuss that. But uh, yeah, two and a half is your over under, sir.
1: Who do you consider the consensus starter in Chicago?
2: Uh, Chicago is one that I have left as a as kind of an open battle. Okay, I've got uh, three teams that fit that criteria. I've got Carolina, Calgary, and Chicago. That are kind of well could go either way. Yeah, everybody else, I I have a guy.
1: What do you consider in L.A.? Quick. What about Columbus?
2: Columbus, I have Corpus Allo.
1: I'll take the over. Take the over? Yeah. I think Merzlikens ends up as the goalie in Columbus very fast.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's that's fair. I think um, he's going to be
1: really good. I might pick him up at Fantasy Hockey while we're talking about it, actually.
2: I'll, I'll stick with the under. Okay. This... this uh... I'd, I'd like to assume this doesn't include injuries, but I guess you that could well, be a well. That's another thing well, too. It's hard to but, say, right? Yeah.
1: Tuka Rask misses five misses five games, and Halak gets a shutout in three of those five games. You know, it's going to be hard to put Tuka Rask yeah. back in immediately. Yeah. So
2: I'm, I'm I'm more or less looking for the Jordan Bennington factor. Uh, well. Okay. So oh, he might lose his job. He, could. <laughs> he definitely could. Uh, how many of the seven Canadian teams will make the playoffs this year? Ooh, well, I have it here.
1: <laughs> I got one. Two. I got four. You got four. Four. Okay. Four Canadian teams.
2: I uh, I have three.
1: I have a a, a fifth one, very close, but wow,
2: they will miss the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. I have three. Okay. Um, here's a fun one for you and I because it's our podcast and we can do what we want. Okay. Uh, who will lead the trauma Police in scoring? Harder than you thought, eh? <laughs>
1: William Nylander.
0: <laughs>
1: You're down. You sold me. You sold me. I didn't even say anything. You know what? Good argument.
2: You know, I'm taking Matthews, but... That's the, the
1: power of William Nylander. I appreciate
2: right. the vote. Um, will uh, Seattle... No, okay. Announce its team name at any point during the regular season? No. Okay. I I agree. So, yes. But, no. Yeah. Uh, Will Least Up a Hockey Podcast Ooh. have more or less guests than they did I in Season 1?
1: We are going to have more.
2: We're going to have more? Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I, we might be off to a slower start. We've already got no, one. No, Cody. Yeah, we've already got one, I guess. Yeah. We had nine last year,
2: for the record. Did we? We did. Yeah, we'll have more. We'll have more. All yeah. right. I love it. Love yeah. it. I hope the people love it, too. Yeah. Um, which division will produce this year's Stanley Cup champion?
1: Oh shit! I don't. I don't. That's the one thing I didn't do with our my predictions. I didn't actually pick my cup winner.
2: Well, now see, I um, did, but you got you got the backdrop of maybe you get your pick wrong, but you could still pick a division that you think might be kind of strong. Yeah,
1: like the thing is, is like I feel real strong about a team in one division, but not even whatsoever about the other three. Uh, I'll just say the Atlantic because I think the odds just point in that favor. I too took the, the Atlantic. I, like, that's yes. the only division I have five teams making the playoffs. So, really? Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, and finally, number 12, our final prop bet for you, Brutes. Uh, Will Jumbo Joe finally hit four goals and whip his cock out in the extra <laughs> season? Yes or no? Fuck. Sure. <laughs> Let's be be optimistic. Let's live wild. Yeah, why not? All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, why not?
1: 40-year-old Joe Thornton.
2: Prop bets are in. We'll check these in April.
1: Old man jumbo. Yeah. Um, Okay, that brings us to our season predictions. Nice. Uh, Now, what I did is I just ordered the teams by division. Uh, I have color-coded the ones that I have making the playoffs. I did not have a point uh, prediction or anything. No point for myself. Uh, I also did all the major player awards.
2: Um, okay. I have five awards. I don't know if that constitutes. The I have heart.
1: Yeah. Rocket Richard. Yeah. Art Ross. Yeah. Norris. Yep. Selkie, Vesna, Calder.
2: Selkie and, oh, and Calder. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, right. Selkie's hard, but I think the rest you can kind of, you know,
2: that's, that's fair. hmm Uh, I, uh, I have all of those. I do have a bit of a playoff breakdown, uh, based on what I think is going to happen. Okay. Um, uh, Obviously, don't expect you to come up with one on the spot, but okay. uh, if you want, I can give you my ideas, and you can shoot them all down. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, the Atlantic Division. All right. How do you want to do this? From the bottom up, or...
1: <laughs> I guess we could. <laughs> Start to be optimistic, you know? Let's just move. We're moving on up to these... Uh... Uh, in the Atlantic Division, I shockingly have the Ottawa Senators at eight. Ooh, I do not. Okay. <laughs>
2: I have Detroit eighth.
1: Okay, I have Detroit at seven.
2: Uh, that's where I have Ottawa.
1: It it pains me, but I have Buffalo at six. Same. I'd like to. I'd like to believe oh. they'll be better. But... I
2: wanted to move them up so bad. Yeah. Mostly because I have Jack Eichel on my fantasy team. Yeah. But, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Car- Carter Hutton's their goalie, yeah. and yeah. No, I. Mean, <laughs> I. Uh, and then I I do have five Atlantic playoff teams. Um, So I do have Montreal at five, making the playoffs. Very, very slim, slim make the playoffs. But um, I have Florida at four. Mm -hmm. I have Toronto at three. I have Boston at two, and I have Tampa at one. Um, It's real hard, I think, those top three. Because I think injuries could kill any one of them. And and you know what I mean? You can swap them all with each other. Um, You know, I, I think there's... A lot of question marks on Boston and Toronto as to, like, both good and bad things this year. Um, Tampa should be strong, but you never know. This team did miss the playoffs a couple of years ago with a very similar roster, so.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I I do not have five uh, in the Atlantic. I, I, have, I have four and four. Okay. Uh, so, I, I do have Boston in fourth, making the playoffs. Who's in fifth? Uh, Montreal. Okay. I have Montreal right there. Uh, I have Florida in third. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I see Quenville and Bobrowski turning this that ship around pretty quick. Um, I have the Leafs in second. I don't, and I have Tampa Bay in first.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't have as much optimism about Florida as as a lot of people do. What I see here is the Eastern Conference has five teams that are better than the other. How many? How many's left then? Eleven. Um, you know, and, and I think Florida just. I have a hard time believing that. Montreal is going to finish ahead of them, but I don't consider them that much better than Montreal, despite, you know, a, a high-end offer for their roster. There's a lot of question marks in that bottom six. Oh, for uh, sure. As well as that blue line drops off very fast. Aaron Blatt is going to need to be Duncan Keith real fast. Mm. And to me, like, I just, I'm not really sure that I buy... Quenville having that much of an effect. I do think Bobrovsky helps although I don't he's not going to be worth the deal. But you know, if he's a moderate improvement over what they had last year, like they had the worst goaltender in the NHL exactly, last year yeah. and you know, if if Bobrovsky comes in and he's a 908 goalie that in theory should buy them a lot more wins than what they got um, which I'm not going to lie, I don't really see Bobrovsky being much above that. Yeah. I I just I don't necessarily buy the whole Goalie goes to a new team and immediately, you know, becomes a better goalie necessarily. Yeah. Like even if the team, like I don't consider Florida any better than Columbus was last year.
2: Well, that's a tough. That's a tough sell. I, I uh, Florida's got two ninety-point guys in, on their on their top six. Uh, I, I think that's. I think that right there, that that's probably better than what Columbus had last year. Like Columbus had Panarin, and uh, that was about it. Columbus
1: does play a very defensive system, though, is the difference. Right? True. Like, and Artemi Panarin was still getting 85 points there. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, it's just to me, like, if Bobrovsky hasn't been spectacular the last couple of years in Columbus. Wasn't yeah, two years ago? Three years ago.
2: Three years. ago. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't know, I just, like, I, I don't see how
2: Florida's going to improve that. Okay, you know. and that, and that's fair. I just I don't know. I I I saw a team last year. They're still good there, enough though. Like, yeah, still. I I, a I saw team, but... I saw a very similar team last year, come very close to making the playoffs, and couldn't because they had the worst goaltending, like of the year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think if you just get average goaltending um, and you have the same kind of season you did last year, mixed win mixed in with a little bit of that Quentinville magic, then uh, I don't know. I could I could see them. Squeezing the playoffs at least.
1: So. Yeah. I mean, like, the thing with the Panthers is that, like, I, I just, I think there's room for steps back on that team still, too. Like, I don't really know if I buy Keith Yandel getting, I'm trying to find the numbers here, I, Keith Yandel getting 62 points again this year. Um, you know, Mike Hoffman getting 36 goals again. Like, I don't. I don't see that happening really um, I agree with
2: Yandel. I, I, I think Hoffman's a 30 go 30 bowl guy eh,
1: maybe I mean he is 30 yeah. so it's time eventually he's gonna start taking steps back and it could be five years from now but I, I, I don't know I'm not I'm not really sold on Mike Hoffman that much um, but I mean there is room to improve right like you're you're hoping from a full healthy year of Vinny Trocek, which you didn't get last year you're hoping from a, a you know, a better year from Aaron Ekblad. So, I don't know. I, I see that there's room to improve, and I think they're going to improve. But I don't, I don't think there's that much room to go with that roster, to be honest. All right. Yeah, especially when you got to play Nola Chari and some combination of like Nola Chari and like Henrik Borgstrom and Colton Sevier and shit, like fucking twenty minutes a night. So, you know,
2: gotta play someone, I guess. Yeah,
1: wow. exactly.
2: Okay. Anything else in the Atlantic?
1: Um, I mean, there's question marks with Boston, I think for sure um you know, the Leafs in theory Boston's similar to Leafs in the sense that I think they have a lot of depth that's not even going to make the roster like they just seem to have guys that they can call up from Providence that seem to gel in pretty fast, your Carson Coolmans and your you know Carson Clifton, and they're all named Carson mm. um but I think they'll be fine. As long as they're healthy, I think they'll be okay. Um, you could swap them in Toronto very easily, I think. Like, I-, I could see the Leafs finishing ahead of Boston. I don't think they're going to be uh, as as separate from each other as they were last year. But
2: I, I think Boston's going to have a step back overall yeah. as a team. And that's so. fair.
1: Like, we talked about that before, right? Mm-hmm. About how every year, Boston's like the reverse Carolina, where it's like at some point, Boston's got to take a step back. Yeah, we, we, We've been waiting for that to happen for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just doesn't seem to happen. Like, it looked like it was happening for a year there. And then now they've found a way to rejuvenate their roster with some of these other kids and things like that. And yeah. Marshawn's just keeps getting better. And uh, so does Bergeron somehow. And, you know, eventually Patrice Bergeron's going to hit a wall. And you got to wonder when that's going to be. Because the guy...
2: Yeah. <laughs> the way he plays. Well, someone might have to kill he him. He might but just drop down the ice. It's possible. a face off
1: possible he'd win the face off though probably yeah yeah i don't know i don't i don't have much to say like i think um i think with montreal like their their goaltending is going to be good enough to get them there um you know they did very much have a sort of a magic type season last year but i do think a lot of the guys on the roster are pretty close to what they showed to be last year like i think thomas tatar is a guy who can put 30 goals in again i think brendan gallagher can th- get 30 goals for you again if you have a healthier shea Weber. You know he's not amazing anymore, but he's still a pretty steady defenseman. Um, same thing, Jeff Petrie's proven to be a pretty solid option back there. Uh, if Victor Mete takes a step forward, I think that's another one. Like you know, it feels like he's twenty nine years old or something by now. He's like twenty or <laughs> twenty two, something like that. Like he's still fairly young. The guys got to um, score
2: someday. That's yeah, that's pretty crazy. Cool.
1: So I think if Victor Mete can. Uh, improve his goal totals from 0 to 3 that they should be able to win like 3 extra hockey games maybe and uh, they'll make the playoffs.
2: Best uh, division in the uh, league right now?
1: Well, from top to bottom like maybe not though. Like the thing is is that we'll get there but the Central and the Metro have teams where like I have them not making the playoffs but I could see them making the playoffs. Uh, I mean, uh, the Atlantic has Buffalo. We both have Buffalo not in the playoffs and you have Montreal not making it either. Uh, They're both... Like Buffalo, uh, Buffalo could make it too. Like that's another one. Like I, I could easily see Buffalo finishing over Montreal or Florida. They could take a joke. I just don't think. Yeah, I don't think they're they're there yet. Like they, they, you know, if Ralph Kruger can find a way to show Rasmus Dalen how to play defensive hockey, uh, then maybe he turns into a good defenseman. Um, You know, if Rasmus Dalen takes that step forward and gets sixty-five points this year. Like maybe that's enough. The blue line concerns me in Buffalo. It's not so much the forwards and it's actually not really the goaltending. It's more so the defense.
2: Um, coach, why don't we have any sticks for practice again? Look, you gotta learn to play with your feet, and then you can learn to play with your stick. Ralph Kruger, soccer coach.
1: I can't wait till Ralph Kruger has one on ice practice a week and they're just like this is this is, this is <laughs> fucked. He's got them doing like fucking like <laughs> like Rope, rope pulling and shit <laughs> like that outside the arena. Like you gotta get mad.
2: <laughs> All right, that's the Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to go? <laughs> you want to stand? You want It's
1: like a montage, and for some reason, the song they're using is uh, "You Make My Dreams Come True" by fucking Hall and Oates. <laughs> dun, 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 what I want, you got? You got like Kyle Oposo and Jack Eichel <laughs> high fiving.
2: An '80s fitness video is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, That's what Ralph Kruger is. Good. An '80s fitness instructor.
2: Good. Uh, yeah, you want to stay in the east, or you want to head out west now? Oh, let's
1: go. Let's stay the east.
2: All right. Nice and simple. Yeah. Well, why would we want to confuse anybody? I'm, I don't want to
1: burn fuel here on this jet. You know, let's huh. just keep this plane on its optimal travel route.
2: Yes. Sure.
1: Um, the Metro. I have the the Islanders in eighth, the Devils in seventh, uh, the Flyers in sixth the Blue Jackets in 5th, the Rangers in 4th, and then making the playoffs I have Pittsburgh at 3 Carolina at 2, Washington at 1
2: hmm. okay mm-hmm. um, This is a bit of a tougher division it's, I, would say v- I had a tough time with this one yeah. um, I have 4 teams coming out in yeah. the playoffs um, Interestingly enough, I have the crossover effect going, so come playoff time, I've actually got Boston in the Metro and um, Anyway, I've got Columbus at uh-huh. 8 I've got New Jersey at 7, uh, the Islanders at 6, the Flyers in 5th, uh, the Hurricanes with the wild card spot, the Rangers in 3rd, the Penguins in 2nd, and the Caps in 1st. Got a lot of faith in Capo Caco, eh? Panera and Caco, let's go. Fire me up, Truba. Truba, yeah. People always forget about that. I too. do. Like that's that was, you that's wild. Their blue line does suck, but they do have Jacob to... Truba. They do. <laughs> that they do. And Again, I think, you... I think uh, this is going to rejuvenate an, 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 an elder, Henrik Lundqvist, and he's going to see one last kick at the can in his career, and he's going to play his heart out. Yeah. Or he'll die. Columbus in eighth, eh? Yeah. Uh, I just I, – I, I see too much turnover. I see too many, uh, too many new faces coming in. Um, and that's a tough coach to play a system for. Like, I think there's going to be some struggle there. Um, he's not the kindest of man with words. I see a couple unproven goaltenders. Uh, their defense... You're counting us out, Brooks. Yeah, I am, Brooks. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I The defense is fine. I just... I, I don't know. I, I, I look at that, that 12-man forward group, and I don't see a lot of reason to think that they're going to do much. Okay. Uh, see, I want to put them higher. Columbus
1: but... is one of those teams I, I could see the season going any number of ways. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Elvis Merlekins posts a fucking 920... Save percentage this year, and and you know proves that maybe it was the system in front of Obrowski. You know, I it mean, Obrovsky yeah. is a good goalie, but like, I mean, you know, if that was partly why he was, you know, doing so well early on, and maybe he is closer to like a nine ten, nine fifteen guy rather than you know the years where he had like a nine twenty five or something like that. But it, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, I I could see it. I think I think this is gonna sound crazy. I think they kind of have the right coach for the type of roster that they have, though. Like, I think this is more like a torts team where he's going to find a way to get them motivated, he's going to find a way to get them going about the, you know, you're counting us out sort of narrative, and they could be this year's Islanders, to be honest with you. Like, I kind of see that similarity there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they do have enough high-end talent to justify maybe squeaking into the playoffs too, like... Uh, we'll get to it in the individual awards, but I do have one of their players winning an individual award this year um, for the whole league. Uh, I I think Pierre Luc Dubois is a stud. I think I mean you're guaranteed 30 goals from Cam Atkinson if he's healthy. Uh, you know I, I think there are a lot of things to like in Columbus, but I, I, I get it. I, they they could take a major step back for sure. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not as I'm not as
2: worried about them as I think other people are. But, yeah. Okay. I I am glad to see that we both agreed that the Devils' uh, offseason changes weren't the uh, renaissance that everyone seems to think it is. They're getting there. Yeah. They're getting they're there. Good moves. Like again, it's a tough division. And
1: like the we, I have the Rangers in fourth. You have the Rangers in 2nd the Rangers might not even be close to the fucking playoffs sure. this year too. Like yeah. the, like that that's the one where you know I mean you and I have both kind of made a bold call and like there are reasons to suggest that the Rangers won't take that step forward. But I th- I think. That they're pretty close.
2: I, th- I think my two to five is very interchangeable. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Other than Washington in first and the Devils and the Blue Jackets in the bottom, I I could I could be swayed in any what, way.
1: What what worries you so much about Philadelphia? Because we have them in the same spot, I think. But yeah, you have I, or you have them in fifth. I have them fifth. I have them
2: sixth. Oh sixth. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really worried about them. I just think they're gonna they're gonna have a a season where they just kind of get stuck in that. Mushy middle, and it's just it's yeah. going to be too much traffic. And
1: they did have like an issue last year where a lot of players weren't themselves. And I think that that maybe is something that Elaine Vigneault brings back out in the Flyers is to get a lot of these guys going again. Like Shane Gossisberry didn't have a great year last year. Uh, Ivan Provorov mm-hmm. had a uh, had a disaster of a season last year. Um, you know, you got a guy like Travis Sanheim coming up. Like, there's a real possibility that the Flyers have a very good blue line this year, mm-hmm. um, and their forward group is not bad to begin with. You you don't necessarily know what you have in Carter Hart that's in the, the I mean, yeah. you know you have the goalie of the future. Yeah, but in the short term, like yeah. Carter Hart might be just you know might it's, play it's, 50 games this yeah, year, be I mean, a 909
2: goalie, and that's fun. you're asking a lot from a 21 year old to exactly be the guy. Else, exactly. Yeah. Who's
1: the other goalie there now?
2: Stolars. So they still they have... They
1: didn't sign someone else. This called some? Elliot?
2: They might still have Elliot. Yeah. Cap Friendly.
1: Uh, Cap Friendly says... Ooh, Ilya Brisgala. They still have uh, Brian Elliot.
2: Mm. It's got you. Yeah. Yeah, so I he's going to need to be the guy. Though The one I feel the worst about... hey oh, yeah, they got Matt Niskanen now, too. The one I feel the worst about on my list is... Uh, it's got to be Pittsburgh in second. Yeah. I don't know if I love that. I, I can see it. I just don't know if I believe yeah. myself, almost. Yeah.
1: Pittsburgh is going to have a very similar year to last year, I think, in that they are going to stumble out of the gate. Um, But I think they are good enough to come on hot in the second half of the year. Mm. Um, Like, I just see Crosby and Galchenyuk taking a little bit of time to to get, you know, get together there. And, I mean, you know, it's hard to say when you have a GM like Jimmy Rutherford who is so short sighted in the way that he operates. I don't mean in his actual eyesight, but he is probably also short sighted at this point. Um, it's just you're you're one loss away from a knee jerk reaction with that team. And like he, he he's nuts, man. Like did I don't
2: Do his knees still jerk? I don't or?
1: agree at all with pretty much anything he's done with the Penguins. And they won two Stanley Cups. So it's hard to say, but I think he's trying to like he scrambles a lot and just panics all the time. And it's like, I don't agree with that at all.
2: Well, it sounds put, like he's panicking a little more into, effort uh, into
1: your fucking scouting and development,
2: then. Sounds like he's panicking a little bit into trading away Jack Johnson, which, surprisingly enough, could be actually uh, be a benefit. Be a good trade. So, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. He's, he's got a little senile. Um <laughs> Uh, I don't trust that's the word I don't senile. trust him to not send Malkin back to Russia or something but yeah for sure uh, I think Matt Murray bounces back in a big way this year and that's kind of why he hasn't been second he got drafted into the war <laughs> what are you talking about um yeah I don't know we'll uh
1: we'll see what happens yeah well no. I, that's all we can do yeah <laughs> yeah um do you like any of these teams for a deep playoff run
2: ooh um in my in my own breakdown, um, I'll, I'll save it. Uh, short answer, no. Okay. But I'll, I okay. have I have one that I think. Yeah, could we'll be, go. Uh, yeah, we'll get that yeah. later. Uh, the central. Central,
1: central. central and then yeah, we'll, yeah then sure. Then we'll head real far out west. Ooh. Um, west coast living. In the central, yeah. I have the Minnesota Wild at seven. The Chicago Blackhawks at six. The Nashville Predators at five. The Winnipeg Jets at four. The Dallas Stars at 3, the Colorado Avalanche at 2, and the St. Louis Blues at 1.
2: Wow. All right. Well, I, I, I'm glad to see we went 3-for-3 uh, three three in the bottom half of the <laughs> um, Yeah, right. and I'm not going to lie to
1: you. I have I think Nashville and Chicago are fine hockey teams. Oh, but yeah. But I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Okay. That's fair. Na- and, and, and Nashville might be a hot take. I, I have a reasoning in the Pacific. The Pacific affects... That decision. That's fair. Like I don't think Nashville misses the playoffs with like eighty-five points. Hmm. I think they miss
2: with like 95, 96. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've got uh, five teams making the playoffs in the uh, in the Central. Uh, so I've got Minnesota, Chicago missing. That's seven and six. Mm-hmm. I have Nashville in five. Mm-hmm. Got the Blues at four. Mm. A little bit of a hangover. Uh, a little bit of I don't trust Jordan Bennington. Uh, <laughs> um, I've got the Jets in three. I've got the Avalanche in second, and I've got the Ben Bishop led Dallas Stars winning the Central Division. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, I could get on board with that Dallas team. Joe Pavelski, I think. I think Corey Perry bounces back a little bit. Not, mm-hmm. not what he was. Twelve goals, maybe. Yeah, I could e- see 18, twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah,
1: Dallas Stars number one. Uh, another thing with Corey Perry, it's not so much. It's not so much him not being a good hockey player anymore that worries me. It's just like. He might get hurt and miss, like, 25 games this year. You know, like, he isn't quite healthy anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was partly one of the reasons why I think he got bought out, was not so much, you know, you're done, you're completely washed. Like, I think there's still some stuff left in the tank. There has to be. Like, it has to still be there. He was never a player that was good strictly because he was talented. He was always, you know, very smart. And, you know, that stuff doesn't go away. Um, but yeah, it, it's Corey Perry's an X factor there. Their blue line is going to be very interesting. Yeah, whether or not Stephen Johns is going to be healthy and play this year is going to be a, a very big contributor for them. Mm-hmm. If Stephen Johns doesn't play, there isn't an incredible amount of depth on the blue line, so you got to play someone up in a spot where maybe they, you
2: know, Roman, shouldn't be playing Roman Polak. Yeah, that's probably who. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um sorry just a quick aside do we uh, do we agree that we had the the lightning wooding the east at least yeah yeah okay yeah i was just i was curious as to who we had in the west winning yeah, sure at the end of the day uh, but, uh, the west we will need to save it because
1: i don't have the best team in the in the conference coming from this division
2: okay mm-hmm. that's fair no, neither do i okay um yeah and anything else with the central here uh you like the you like the blues eh
1: mm-hmm
2: Little high on them just because they won the cup, just because like no, you know, I think bringing back the same I, roster.
1: I think this division is so equal that they're going to beat up on each other, and Pittman, St. Louis wins this division with like a hundred points. Okay, and then like Dallas, Colorado has like ninety nine. Dallas has ninety nine. Oh, Winnipeg has ninety eight. This was a like, tough
2: division. You know what sure. I mean? Those 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 five teams I have making the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're going to be separated by points. It's, yeah, it's going to be tight. But no, I I think I think like here's what I've long thought about
1: the Blues is like, they don't need Jordan Bennington to be a 925 goaltender to to do what they, you know, to be a good team. What they needed last year was a guy to be a 910 goalie, and they didn't have anything even close to that. So they had to play out of their minds the second half of the year to try and catch up for what they had, what they'd missed. And somehow new, newsflash, <laughs> Jordan Bennington was not a 925 goalie down the stretch. He was a 940 goalie the first bit, and then was a 910 goalie down the stretch. Yeah. So if Jordan Binnington's a 910, 912 save percentage, I think they're fine. Yeah, that, like, that, I that think they're fair. a good enough team. Like they are, they are really deep. And I, I don't, I hate the contract, but I think Justin Falk
2: is a ideal third pairing defenseman. He's an upgrade over Edmondson, yeah, at, at the least, which is the guy yeah, he's, yeah. he's taken over for. Right? Yeah. So. Uh, just quickly, uh, I know we both have them in seventh. Do, do you see any hope for the Minnesota Wild? Because I've seen some things. No. On, I, well, I've, I've seen some arguments <laughs> online. Playoffs? I've, Are you kidding me? I've, Playoffs? I've seen some arguments online where there's, analytically speaking, oh, there might be more to Minnesota than people think. And, and they're, they're, they're good defensively. I don't know who's going to put the puck in the net for that team. Well, I guess they're betting on Matt Zuccarello. Um... Mm. Donato, I know you're a fan of him. He, sure. he might be able to take a step. Um, it, it was very much a, a win by committee team last year. They were, you know, they didn't make the playoffs, but I think they got by. Um, you're missing most of Matt Demma last year. He's back. He was a, a big piece of that team when he went down. Uh, so if you get a full season out of him, um, if, and I, I realize these are ifs, but if, if Dubnik has a bounce back season, I, I just wonder if there's not maybe something that we're all turning a blind eye and just expecting this horrendous season when it might not be as bad as it is. Put it this
1: way. I don't see any way possible that Minnesota can get over, like, 88 points. Okay. And the two teams that I have missing the playoffs in front of them, I don't see any way that they finish under 88 points. Okay. I just don't. I just – like, Minnesota could win 40 games this year and and miss the playoffs. But I, I don't have any faith for them to be able to be better than a lot of these teams. It's possible some of these teams are worse than we think they are, too. Like, uh, the Jets are a huge question. Oh, yeah. The Jets, more so, I, I'm betting on Hallebach bounces back, Line A bounces back. Um, you know, they get a couple surprises deeper in their lineup, such as like a Ross-Lewick or or, you know, some help on defense there. Uh, Bufflin ending up playing, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of ifs, but if Bufflin don't play, if anyone on that forward group takes a step back without anyone really taking a real step forward, they're fucked.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. They they are really, really on thin ice. Yeah. Um, right now. Anyway, I mean like there's, there's a way I think that that team could be salvaged, but going into this year, this might be, I've talked a lot about teams having, you know, like the Leafs perhaps in the future, having one stinker year with the way that they do things, they might have a year where they don't nail it on any of these cheap guys that they have deeper in their lineup and they have no depth and they pull a Pittsburgh and they suck for a year. The Jets might have that year and be able to bounce back next year. But this could be a down year for them. I'm willing to accept that for
2: sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just keeping score at home. I think power
1: play is too good for that to happen.
2: That's fair. Keeping score at home, uh, I see that you've got – the Canadians, the Maple Leafs, and the Jets making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you got uh, you got a Canadian team coming up, left to go in the Pacific, mm-hmm. uh, and three to choose from. Uh, I think I know who we're leaning towards. It's not there. Edmonton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, just just fucking
1: just write that off right now. Are we done with the Central then? I think I we're am. Good. I, I yeah. um in the Pacific, I have Los Angeles at eight, the Anaheim Ducks at seven the Edmonton Oilers at 6, the Vancouver Canucks at 5, the San Jose Sharks at 4, the Arizona Coyotes at 3, the Calgary Flames at 2, and the Vegas Golden Knights firmly in that number one spot. Okay. Um, I think Vegas might be my pick for the President's Trophy this Ooh. year.
2: Ooh, all
1: right. Well, I feel very, very good about the Vegas Golden Knights this year.
2: Okay, that's fair. I, I, I can see why on paper there's a... I don't have an argument against them. I <laughs> okay, don't. Yeah. I Are they cap-compliant yet? <laughs> that might be uh, the only uh, argument. <laughs> yeah, they
1: might be missing a first-round pick on the first day of the season. Not allowed to play their games,
2: but... Um, uh, I, thought, I thought they'd just sit somebody... Yeah. No, that's... Oh, not. that's... How, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just sure. I'm just fucking around. Um. Are they cap-compliant? They are...
1: That's wild. They have 1.7 million dollars in cap space. Okay. They did trade a lot of guys, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them a lot. That's fair. A lot. Yeah. A real, real big chunk. Lot. A lot, a lot. a real, real lot. Uh,
2: they can... like you. Like them, like them. I, I like, I like them, like yeah. them. Yeah. All right. Still playing, still playing Thomas Tatar. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Tata! Um. Okay. Well, I'll give you mine. Oh, yeah. Very similar. Sure. Uh, Kings in eighth. Okay. Ducks in seventh. Yep. Oilers in sixth. Yep. Canucks in fifth. Yeah. But the Coyotes in fourth. I love the Coyotes, yep. but I got them in fourth. Missing the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got the Flames in third. Mm-hmm. I got the Golden Knights in second. Wow. And I got the Sharks in first. You think
1: so, eh? Yeah. What?
2: What? I'm not... What What? what do you like about the Sharks? So uh, much. They're gonna they're gonna be different without Pavelski for sure. It's it's gonna be. I think that's gonna hurt. I think so, I think so. Like I don't know
1: who else plays that spot other than like Timo Meyer maybe.
2: Timo Meyer, but me, me, I, don't, I don't know
1: if you want to stick your fucking young forward in front of the yeah. net to get hammered in the fucking jibs and miss ten games or something. For sure. I don't know. Would you I, miss I, ten I, games because of a because t-
2: <laughs> t-? Probably not. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Pavelski does that because that's how Pavelski plays, and I don't think you necessarily need a guy to do that. It was just a more a matter of we have him, he's good at it, we'll do that. It'd be he's like exceptional if, at it, exactly. Right. It'd, it'd be like if if the Capitals didn't have Ovechkin, are they going to set a guy up on that high slot in the power play every time? Maybe, maybe not, because the guy they have that does it is the best at in in the league at it. So to say that they need to have someone do what Bielski did last season. I, I don't think that's all that accurate. But um I don't know. I I like I like the cut of their jib. I like uh I like that defense a hell of a lot.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And um I'm not gonna lie to you, I know I'm I'm not I'm not taking for the Vesna again this year, but I think Martin Jesus Jones is gonna Christ. be better than Spoiler he was. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I think he'll be better than he was last year, at least. So, I, like, remember, <laughs>
1: remember, in early December, where both of our goalies had like save percentages under 900, and then Matt Murray was like the best goalie in the league. The second half, meanwhile, fucking Martin Jones was not. No, no, he was not. <laughs> what did he finish with last year? Uh, no? Eight eighty-nine. Oh I my! No, couldn't have been that. Bad. No, I don't think anyone finished under eight ninety in the NHL last okay. year.
2: Okay. Let's see here. Our 15th cap friendly of the podcast. Nice. Uh, Martin Jones. Some? Yeah, it does. Um, Martin Jones last year was uh, 896. Ugh. That's fucked. What is he on his career? Like 915? I don't have his career on here. No. I will
1: use hockey reference for that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like... uh I, I don't hate the Sharks, and they're another one of those teams. Their depth drops off significantly. Like they've got a lot of uh, they got a lot of NHL twenty creative players in that mm. fucking lineup. So Martin Jones is a nine twelve in his career. All right, so he's probably nine fifteen before last year's debacle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like it's 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 tough with them. It is. No, it, it really is. I and, think Thornton's going to be better. I think those uh, top and, he, th- and he was fine last year. It's just like he yeah. wasn't healthy, you know.
2: I think those top three teams are going to be very close, like they were last year, um, right down to the last week of the season. You know, those three teams are fighting for that top spot in the Pacific: uh, Sharks, Knights, and Flames. And I think we're going to see that again this year. I, th- I think they're 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 so similar and they're so tight in a division where the bottom half is so awful and they have to play those awful teams yeah. so many times. I, I just think they're going to end up. Uh, close in, in the standings as well. They have real good high-end talent, for sure. But I don't know that a lot of their high-end talent
1: has much more room to improve other than Eric Carlson from last year. And even that's like, you know, he's still got 50-something points, I think, last year. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, they, I, I, I don't know where that's going to come from. The one guy I see being a big X factor for them is Kevin LeBanc. I was just going to mention But, again, him. I don't think that he's necessarily going to win them an extra six or seven games or something this no. year. I, I don't know. I He's going to prove me year for sure. Yeah. So, he'll be motivated, at the least. I see Arizona taking a step forward and I see San Jose taking a step back, is, is all I see in that division. Uh, I should note, I have Vancouver missing the playoffs, but not by much. Mm. I think they're going to be close, I just don't think. I don't think they're quite there yet. Um, but they could be. Like, Markstrom could prove to be a number one goalie this year. Sure. Um their defense could be better than we think it's going to be. If Pedersen gets 80 points and Brock Besser gets 40 goals, yeah, you, you might be talking about a playoff team here. Like, it's hard to say.
2: They have a real good coach. I, I, I like their coach a lot. So Well, they, they better be a playoff team because that's where Jay Beagle really hits his stride. So, uh, come playoff time, Stanley Cup champion, Jay Beagle. Hard trophy winner, Jay mm-hmm. Beagle. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of the hard trophies, mm-hmm. um... Do you want to do those now, or do you want me to give you my my playoff uh, bracket? Yeah, let's hear your little spiel. Okay, I'm I'm gonna head out west and, and begin this because I, I feel worse about the west than I do the east here. Uh, so in the first round, I got uh, worst. S- how? Uh, I I don't I, I spent much longer on the west because I convinced myself that every team that I had beating someone else wouldn't beat another team. Like if you know what I mean. Like everybody was. Losing to it was rock paper scissors. Everyone was losing to somebody else, and I couldn't figure it out. Um, So anyway, in the first round, I've got uh, San Jose Nashville Mm -hmm. with Nashville winning, big upset, taking down the Western Conference champions. Uh, I've got Vegas and Calgary in the other Pacific Division uh, matchup, and I got Vegas uh, beating Calgary. Sorry, Mike Horn. Okay. Uh, In the Central, I've got uh, the Blues upsetting the Stars. And, uh, so that's both one seeds gone
1: Okay.
2: and I've got Colorado beating Winnipeg
1: Okay.
2: out east uh, in the first round I've got uh, Carolina upsetting the Lightning I've got uh, the Leafs beating Florida uh, I have Boston upset I just realized I didn't take a single first seed I've got Boston upsetting the Capitals And I've got the New York Rangers beating the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Uh, That's that's an interesting one. In the semis, I've got uh, Vegas beating Nashville. And I've got Colorado beating the Blues. Okay. I've got the Leafs beating the Hurricanes. Sure. I have the Bruins beating the Rangers. Uh, (laughs) I've got uh, Vegas upsetting the Avalanche out west. I think Boston's going to take a step back this year. I also have them going to
1: the Western Conference or Eastern Conference final.
2: I've got, for the first time in my lifetime, and for the first time since 1963, I believe, the Toronto Maple Leafs defeating the Boston Bruins in a playoff series. And while I have been one of the most pessimistically fans in my entire existence... I have the Maple Leafs winning the Stanley Cup this season over the Vegas Golden Knights. Hmm. I think this is the best this Leaf team uh, is going to have in the short term. I think it's uh, a now or never kind of season for them. And I think it's now. And uh, a lot of credit to Vegas. I I agree with you. Hard-fought series by them. I I agree with like when you were talking about Vegas just now and like how how great they were and how how, how great you, you felt about them. I was like, yeah, I don't have them in first, but I believe a lot in this Vegas team. So, mm. um, yeah, you heard it here first. A Leaf fan saying the Leafs will win. Shocker, I know. But uh, a first for me. Cool. So, I got Vegas over Washington. <laughs> okay, that's fine.
1: Um, heart trophy. Heart trophy. You want to start the heart? I didn't pick anyone. So, oh. No one's going to win. Oh.
2: I don't know who's a heartless league. I, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Okay, that's kind of a weird. I, I,
1: <laughs> you I had I... all this time. Well, no, <laughs> I know, not really. Like I did this in a matter of twenty minutes yesterday.
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, hmm. You want mine? Maybe, my, maybe mine will help you. Sure. All right. I, I, I think Nathan McKinnon's winning the Hart Trophy this year. Sure. All right. I like that. Okay. okay. I'll go Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thanks for doing your homework. Uh, the, well, I, I did
1: the rest of these. Okay. Uh,
2: the Rocker Rashard. Rocker Rashard. Awesome Matthews. Vechkin. Nice. Yeah, can't go wrong with the status quo. Art Ross. Uh, McDavid. McDavid. Nice. Go team. Norris. Burnsie, Seth Jones. Nice. I'm down. Why not? I think it's time. Why not? I think it's time.
1: Okay. Bigger role on the power play, hopefully, this year, you know?
2: So. Uh, the Selkie. Mark Stone. Mark Stone. Nice! Vesna. I know that this wasn't our area of expertise last season.
1: (laughs) I mean, not a lot of things we picked were. This was just like the most glaringly obvious fuck-up. I'm going Bobrovsky. Okay. I am not. I know. Uh, I am going Terry Price. Huh. Okay. Calder. Kel McCarr. That's a good pick. Uh, I'm going Ryan Paling. Oh, yeah. If he's healthy. Okay. Uh, If he is not healthy, which there's a very good chance he's not. Uh, I will take Capo Caco.
2: I was going to say, didn't didn't Paling get sent down?
1: Uh, well, he did have a concussion, so okay. I, I think it's just more or less a roster move right now. But, okay, okay, yeah. that's fine. If he did, though, you yeah. know, I didn't hear that. Hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have uh, just realizing now I have one Eastern Conference player winning a major award. So apparently, oh, no, I I guess I have two. Hmm. Yeah, I guess Bobrovsky is in the in the East. Yes. Yeah. Always has been. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Well, I, I think that's. I think that's
2: it. Season predictions. That's got to be it. What Season... more? What more can we talk about? Uh,
1: yeah. I don't know. Jack Adams. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, GM of the year. That's the that's the real one. That's, that's what we all want to know about. David Poyle. No. Absolutely not. All right. Okay. So well. you've you've got the Vegas Golden Knights winning their first Stanley Cup, uh, in franchise history. <laughs> I've got uh, a typical Leaf response. and uh, won our first Stanley Cup in franchise. Oh, just about. In the expansion era, at yeah. least. Um,
1: <laughs> follow us on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, uh, as well as you can hear us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Clomper. Uh, if there's a podcast there, you, you can bet we're there. Laced up.
2: That sounded like a jingle moment, Portugal Radio. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll see you next week. I guess by the, by the time we come back, it's going to be hockey season. It is. Oh shit! Enjoy uh, enjoy this week, friends. Yeah. It will be your last. Find, find some friends. Go watch uh, Center Ice Face Off or whatever they call it. I uh, I'll I'll be at the at the keg on Wednesday night. Hey man, I, think, watch I might it. I might see you there. Okay. Cool. Cool. Have yourself
1: a nice little steak.
2: I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're gonna make friends in no time.
1: Get me out of
0: here! Here, just eat that! (sighs) Leave us alone!